0: Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast Christmas special 2020. I'm Bryce Johnson. Hope you're doing well today. I am joined by the Unpacking It social media director, Luke Heaton, joining us from Texas. Luke, how are you?
1: Doing good, Bryce. It is Christmas season, which is my favorite time of the year. So I'm just high on life right now.
0: Absolutely, man. I'm, I'm fired up. And and this is a, a really special time of year. And even with the, the craziness of 2020, uh, Christmas is still Christmas. I love it. And so today on the show, as we, we really have done, I think most years done this Christmas special, and we, we've talked movies and music. And so we'll do that again today. We've got some movie clips to to share some of our favorites uh we'll also uh take a look at a, a spiritual faith thought uh that relates to Christmas today doesn't really relate to to sports at all but but stick around for that i think it'll be an encouragement to all of us as i as i put it together and, and god really kind of gave me a a word for today extremely encouraging to me and excited to share that with all of you today And as always, you can send me an email, Bryce at unpackingit.com. We'd love to know kind of your thoughts on, on Christmas. And so as we talk about some of these, these topics today, uh, make sure you, uh, you chime in as well. So Bryce at unpackingit.com is the email. And then of course our website unpackingit.com and the unpacking the podcast, we will be returning in the new year. Uh, Corey, We'll, we'll be back with us on, on Mondays, and, and so really excited about the future of the show and, and have some, some new announcements uh, that we'll, uh, we'll share with everybody in the new year as that, that show continues to, to grow and expand and we try some new things and, and really excited about uh, unpacking it and, and where we're heading in the new year. But today, let's talk a little sports first, and then we'll talk Christmas because we've got Luke on the show today and his alma mater, Texas A&M. They are in the mix. Are they going to be the team that's on the outside looking in for the college football playoff? Luke, how are you feeling about your your Aggies and and what's uh, what's your uh, your status with, with this team and how you feel uh, heading into the final final weekend of the season here? I
1: feel I feel a little hurt. I feel like ESPN has a personal vendetta against A&M. I'm Uh-oh. like I'm watching the college football selection show, and I'm dying for maybe 30 seconds on the Aggies and there's just nothing. And there's, they're sitting at five. And I feel like they need, they need to be more part of the, part of the, the discussion. Who, but, who do you
0: think they should replace?
1: Uh, I think, well, my personal side is um, Ohio state's giving, getting too much credit. Now I'm not team. Ohio state isn't good. I think they're really good, but I, I'm struggling to follow the logic of the committee with, how you give the eye test to certain teams like Cincinnati got keeps falling and they're, they're getting um, penalized for not playing in a couple of weeks, but Ohio state isn't getting penalized. So I think there's a discrepancy there. Um, and then the, the Florida losing to a three and five LSU team and only dropping one spot. I'm struggling to follow logic, <clears throat> but realistically the only team that could probably fall out is Clemson. If Notre Dame beats Clemson, I think that's probably the only spot, That's actually there for AM to climb into. Because I think if, unless Notre Dame just gets blown out, but if Notre Dame loses a close game, I still think they're in. Uh, It'll still still be a one loss team. But maybe there's recency bias because AM hasn't lost since week one or week two. Um, So I'm loving it though. Year three of Jimbo's great. Uh, We're bringing in a monster recruiting class. We just got an awesome O lineman out of uh, Houston today, Bryce Foster. So we're. We're a, yeah, that's right. So he must be a legend, um, but we're building a championship roster. It's what we paid $75 million to Jimbo for. So now we'll see, oh uh, I think next year is going to be the true test. <clears throat> we're losing four seniors on the O-line. We're losing Kellen Mond. We're going to see if we've truly acquired a championship roster and talent, or if next, if today, if this year is just a fluke. So I think next year is going to be a really deciding year on the real status of the roster.
0: So I, I'm on the, if people have listened to the podcast, I, I'm on the side that Ohio State just hasn't played enough. And, and, and I'm, I'm open to the idea, hey, what about these undefeated teams? They, they need a shot. So Coastal and Cincinnati and, and keep them in the mix. And, and then for, for me, I, I would rather see Texas A&M in there because they played more of a full schedule than Ohio State, yep. even though I heard on the radio today, Ohio State is, of course, one of the top four teams, just based on the eye test. But do they deserve to be there? No, they don't because they didn't do enough this year. And it's out of their control, but it is what it is. That's, that's the season that they had. It was shorter. And every game, uh, I heard a guy this morning talking about uh, th- every game wears on you injury-wise, the chance yep. to lose, to get upset. And when you remove all that for Ohio State, sure. Do we think that they would have won all those games if they, they played a normal schedule? Sure, because they're good enough to do that but we don't know. So we, that, that was removed. And and so we saw what, what Texas A&M did this year. And, and so I'm, I'm at least open to their, their case as well as coastal and Cincinnati. Yep. Um, so we'll, we'll see how the, the championship games go this weekend. So we're, we're recording here on a Friday, um, but it should, should be, uh should be a, a wild weekend. And I have to say this. So as much as I, I absolutely love Christmas, I love sports. I don't know how to juggle both this time of year. Like every year it hits me and I'm thinking, okay, Saturday. So we're celebrating Christmas this Saturday. We're we're going, my mom's having knee surgery and it's so prayers for her, please. But she, uh, she has it like kind of right before Christmas, normal Christmas. So we're having to shift our whole family uh, get together before. And so anyway, Saturday with my side of the family. And then later in the afternoon, we, this is kind of normally when we meet with Jody's extended family. And so we got a full day, not to mention we've got college football all day. We've got two NFL games that I'm intrigued by. Got to watch the Bills. Got to watch the Panthers uh, at night. And and so, I mean, you got got Panthers, Packers is always a fun one. So anyway, I'm trying to juggle it all. Thank goodness for YouTube TV and an unlimited DVR. (laughs) So I will be locked in on that. But then at the other part of it, I've got to get on, get in all my Christmas movies before Christmas, because I'm I'm not one of these guys that likes to go too heavy on the Christmas movies after Christmas. Once yeah. Christmas is over, I, I you know I kind of start to move on. Maybe the 26th I'll uh I'll keep the keep the the love going, but then I then I move on. So um so anyway so I've I've got a lot on my uh my, my plate this Chris kind of the the the, the, the the weekend before Christmas. That's the, the big weekend. That's what we're, we're heading into. And and of course with sports going on, it's, it's wild as well. And then Christmas day with the NBA, you're a huge NBA fan. Yeah, I'm excited. That's kind of the the big kickoff for the NBA season. So we're going to try, have to try to squeeze that in on a day of Christmas. So,
1: well, yeah, sports absolutely take precedent. It's almost <laughs> like you, because I'm a huge Christmas music, Christmas movie nut, uh, I start early for, for this, this rule I made up for myself, which gets tons of hate. As soon as the temperature dips below the sixties, it's the fair 60s. game. So sometimes it's September I'm starting <laughs> Christmas music. Sometimes it's October and Texas. You never know. But as soon as I get that, that cold weather feeling, I got a cup of coffee in my hand. Mm, it feels like Christmas music has to be on and then, it, and then it's game over. I agree with you. Once the 25th passes, uh, so I love Hallmark Christmas movies, as cheesy as they are. Hey, uh, so do I. I so love I, them. I love them to death. Unfortunately,
0: YouTube TV, you have to pay extra for Hallmark, and I have not bit the bullet on that one. So oh, I pay an extra for the sports package.
1: That's right. That's right. But, yeah, when it's the 26th, 27th, I can have them on in the background, but I'm not really invested because I feel like, eh, I mean, Christmas is over. I'm okay starting early. Yeah. But, yeah, continuing, yeah, overtime, I don't know about that. I, I want the, yeah, but, yeah sporting events take precedent during sporting hours it's almost like you got to get Ooh. your christmas music in after hours and maybe <laughs> it may be at 10 p.m showing maybe a, a 6 30 a.m showing but i just I like, like on a saturday like this saturday am i going to sit down and watch elf during the 3 p.m slot of clemson notre dame not no. a chance not no. a chance christmas day i'm especially watching my mavericks that are going to be uh, have finally have a christmas game it's been a long time um, but for sure, I'm going to spend time to watch Luca and uh, the new Josh Richardson to the lineup. I'm, so I'll oh, be yeah? watching. I'll be all dialed in on NBA Christmas. Uh, but I now I agree with you, especially this year. The latter half of this year has been sports overload. You have overload. A, a November Masters. I was watching. Uh, I mean, the golf bug is so inside of me. I was watching um, any golf I can get. I'm watching. I was watching the LPGA U.S. Open. Oh, um, wow. When they and they're playing golf in December and I'm like golf in December count me in <laughs> um, but I agree yeah uh, in normal years it's hard to fit in sports and Christmas but especially this year when it's, the second half of the year is just jam-packed it's it's brutal
0: I know I, I and for me too this time of year I, I like to reload re-energize and and part of that because my life is sports and I'm, I'm all in all the time so it is nice to get some of the escape with you know Christmas stuff and, and all that. But with, but these are like really important games going on, and and so it's it, it is hard to uh, to say, man, I'm not going to watch that game. But but even like last night with Oakland or uh, at Las Vegas and and the Chargers, I like I had it on and I was like, eh, I'm kind of having a tough time getting into this, and and so anyway, I went to bed, but I was like, I'll watch it in the morning, and YouTube DVR, and that game was awesome. Like mm-hmm. it was a great game, went into overtime. It was actually very intriguing. Marcus Mariota, coming Marcus in. Mariota, man, he was balling, balling. But he does get an interception. It wasn't fully his fault, so that ended up being great. And I, I followed the Chargers a little bit this year because they were my team in the fantasy football league. But I, but I finally last night, I think I'm, I'm now officially all in on Justin Herbert. I, I, th- I think he's awesome. I think he's the real deal. I, he's very humble. He's he's the most impressive middle schooler I've ever seen play in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's the funniest thing. I was watching him interviewed before the game. He just seemed like a little kid, but man, he is a baller. And, and I think the Chargers have a, a special quarterback in him. And I do wonder though, with the Raiders, I love Derek Carr. He's been on unpacking it uh, actually back when he was in college. So we were in early mm-hmm. on Carr, but now with Mariota, it's it, it, even going into the season, you always kind of wondered, What's that? What, what does that mean for the quarterback position? I'm not sure that Carr has fully proven that he's the guy that they can build around, but mm-hmm. they're still, they still, you know, they're, they're, I guess at this point now they're out of the, the playoff hunt. So um, yeah. that was a That was a big win for the chargers just from a morale standpoint. Maybe they keep Anthony Lynn around. We'll see about that. Uh, but they do know Herbert's the guy they've got the weapons on offense. And, and so probably the defense needs to improve a little bit in the off season, but, um, but anyway, that was a that was a fun one. So even even on the nights where I think eh, Thursday night Chargers Raiders yeah. doesn't matter, the, the games are sucking. They're sucking me in because yeah. the NFL has been so good this year. Mm-hmm. Very few bad games, I, I will say. But most of the games, especially the marquee games uh, or the national games, have been really good. I mean, think about Monday night. We had the Ravens and Browns. That was awesome. Oh, Another I know. I had to watch in the next the, the next morning. I think that was overtime as well.
1: It's it's refreshing to see. It's always refreshing in any sports league. When the blue bloods are not, or they're more reachable, and then the 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 cellar dwellers are actually playing good football. So the Browns being nine and four, count me in. Tennessee being super exciting the last couple of years, absolutely count me in. If I have to sacrifice a horrible NFC East to watch some great football in other divisions, hey, I'll do it every now and then. It's been a brutal year for my Cowboys and the rest of the division, but hey. I mean, when do we get Tuesday night football or a Thursday night football or a Wednesday night football? I mean, if it's on, I'm, I'm tuning in. So it's 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 been great. Yeah, and especially, yeah, I love seeing more parity across the league. There's there's franchises that have just been struggling and now are putting together great seasons. And I love to see uh I love to see young quarterbacks develop. I mean, Herbert has been phenomenal. I, well, even well, when if, he
0: stepped on the field.
1: Even if Burrow would have stayed healthy all year, I think probably Herbert would have had a more impressive season. I mean, they both are phenomenal. Um,
0: yeah, the Chargers offense is is just better. It's set up better, especially in Cincinnati yeah. mixing going out.
1: Well, yeah. So, yeah. Well, I
0: guess Eckler was out for a while, too. But, yeah, I mean, they, I, to me, the weapons are a little stronger in
1: – Yeah, LA. well, yeah, Burrow wasn't in the most uh, promising situation as a as a rookie quarterback, but still was dominating. But, yeah, Her- Herbert's been phenomenal.
0: Um, and then Tua, so yeah, and I mean, then, that's, yeah. A, that's a good quarterback crew. Yeah, those, those three guys. We haven't really seen all three hit in in recent years because oh, I know yeah, you think about the and Mahomes, and then Trubisky. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> so you gotta always have the, those years and whatever the. And hey, Trubisky happened. had
1: a good Trubisky had a good weekend though. I think he threw for like two eighty three touchdowns, it, but consistency by no means there. I
0: know. I know. And so I, I mentioned that the, the Ravens-Browns game was awesome. It did not go into overtime. It felt like it did because that game lasted forever and it was oh, so, many, so many touchdowns. And- that, <laughs> that game had so big.
1: many talking points. Oh, Lamar running out of the locker room for the fourth and five to then throw a touchdown, unbelievable. And then Baker was, was dialed in. Yeah, Justin Tucker hits a, hits a bomb to, to win the game. Uh, Cleveland drives down to score uh, a late touchdown to take the lead before the Ravens win. I mean, there was just so much there.
0: Yep. That was, that was a classic one for sure. Well, let's, uh, let's shift gears and talk Christmas and there will be plenty of, of reaction when we return in the new year to what will happen the next couple of weeks in the the NFL kind of winding down regular season. And we'll see some bowl games. My app state Mountaineers play in the, the Myrtle beach bowl, uh, which is, which is interesting. Uh, And then uh, like you mentioned with the, uh, the Mavs and the NBA getting going, uh, my, my Hornets are intriguing this year. And uh, so I'm excited about that, but Christmas already this season, we, we've went, we we went and saw the Christmas lights at the Charlotte motor speedway. So this is pretty cool. So uh, I like seeing lights, always a lot of fun. Normally you're, you're looking for houses, but we went around like the track. So wow. NASCAR track and covered in lights. It ended up being a really cool experience. The, uh, the secret, thankfully my father-in-law, he's the one that got us the tickets. He bought the express lane tickets. Now we're talking. And, and so, I mean, the, the line was unbelievable. Oh yeah. And we zipped past them, baby. So we, we made it in. So, uh, so that was a ton of fun. And, and then the, uh, the, the the highlight for me this year is the fact that Maddie now in, in Christmas number two for her, mm. a little bit more aware, yep. a little bit, she's running around a lot of fun. And, and I probably mention this every year, but growing up, we always ran down the stairs, me and my two brothers and mm-hmm. everything was always competitive. And so every year somebody cried and, and it was <laughs> great. So last year I ran down the stairs with little baby Maddie this year, I have to make the decision. Do I hold her on the way down or do I race her on the Mm. way down? Cause she can walk, but she can't, she can't really go down the stairs. She can go up the stairs, just not down. So I don't know if if this will be the debut this year for her to to try to make it down the stairs. Will it take too long? Do I want to get down there fast to see what Santa brought me? So that's, that's kind of what's up in the air as we, uh, we gear up for the big day.
1: Hey, well, if maybe, maybe the right thing to do, to uh, just really teach her that humility and that competitive spirit is just dust her, just (laughs) burn her down the stairs. She's 10 steps behind. It'll be the classic, Mm -hmm. the classic younger brother, older brother story of older brother used to beat up on younger brother in the driveway playing basketball. And then younger brother ends up being way better. Hey, maybe this is, this is you're building that character young for her to be a (laughs) phenom in whatever, whatever uh, endeavor Mm -hmm. she ends up pursuing.
0: Oh, uh, no, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be great. And I so I've got her. I'm a big uh, Christmas song guy. So I've been singing a lot of songs to her, especially during bath time. And yep. I've been doing uh, pretty much Silent Night on on the, the, the way to bed. And then we've got these, like, Christmas carolers dolls that, I don't know, my mom gave us or my grandma uh, gave us over the years. But anyway, every time we go and I'll hold Maddie and go look at these little carolers, we sing Deck the Halls. Hmm. And Maddie, who you know can only say a few words, she gets in on the fa la la la. Yeah. So so we've got the fall la 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 down.
1: Yeah. And
0: yeah. and that's that's been a lot of fun. So that's her her big Christmas song for the year, Fala La La La. And uh, very, very cute. So I uh, I'm trying to teach her all the the Christmas songs. And so speaking of Christmas songs, we're going to uh I guess announce the the top five. Christmas songs that put you in the Christmas mood. Yep. So that means when you hear those songs, you know it's Christmas. Mm-hmm. Now there are a lot of great Christmas songs that you enjoy, and like, man, this is a great song. But but you gotta have the go-to songs that just that, that warms your soul a little bit, gets you gets you in that spirit, and and it could just be the first line of a song, mm. and maybe it takes you back to a a Christmas movie that you love. And so how about we go one at a time? So I'll re- reveal one. Do you have your five?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You've got
0: your five. Okay. I'll reveal yep. my five. And, and so I think I'll start with it's the most wonderful time of the year. And Andy Williams, the kind of the classic one, it's okay. the most wonderful time of year. So especially, like, kind of early on in Christmas, you know, the season, that gets it going for me. What about yep. for you?
1: Yeah. So I'm going to go – uh, White Christmas, some Bing Crosby
0: action. So you go Bing Crosby? Yep. Okay, so I go White Christmas also on my top five, but I'm going The Drifters. Okay. That's good. So that's, that's my see that,
1: See that? That's also a phenomenal one. So I think, uh, you know, I'm a sentimental guy. I carry a lot of sentiment uh, with me, but I saw White Christmas on Broadway with the family years and years ago. And it was uh, the Bing Crosby version. Oh, it's the sisters, sisters. Oh, it's just, it's so good. Um, But side note, the horrendous uh, audience etiquette. There was a lady with a flip phone who was getting a phone call every 10 seconds. And it was brutal. We felt so bad. She had no no idea how to turn it off. But White Christmas, Bing Crosby. That's, that's gotta be top five for sure.
0: Like the mm. Love it. That's, that's my go-to. So no, that's cool. You saw You saw that on, on Broadway. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Very neat. I think I turned down your mic though. What'd you say the lady did?
1: Oh, she was, uh, she was getting a phone call every like 10, oh. 15 seconds and just brutal. Felt so bad. She had no idea how to turn off a ringer.
0: Oh my gosh. That's painful. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so the other, the other one I love is Jingle Bell Rock. Yeah, and, and I'll go Bobby Helms on this one. But I, I love Jingle Bell Rock. Basically, anybody that sings that song, so it's it probably yeah my favorite Christmassy song overall. So, uh, so I'll throw that in the mix. What about for you?
1: Hmm. Okay. So this one is going to be an uncommon answer, but from the Polar Express soundtrack, Ooh. "Believe" by Josh Groban. Uh, it just. Yes. It just gets me every time because I love the Polar Express and jo- and I love Josh Groban. But believe, oh the intro, the first ten seconds, the instrumental—it's so soothing. It just makes me immediately want to go pour a cup
0: of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so we love the Polar Express. That's that's a, a oh, yearly good. tradition in the Johnson household. So oh, oh it gets it, it gets hated on
1: among some of my buddies. Are you I think, serious? Oh, What's wrong with them. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I've tried to correct. I've tried to rebuke. Um, but no, I, I'm definitely a Polar Express evangelist in my geography here.
0: Oh my gosh. No, that's a wonderful movie. And and the performance by Tom Hanks, who does all of the Oh, races. so good. Oh my gosh. So, all right, number, uh, I guess this would be my fourth one, Holly Jolly Christmas. Oh yeah. Burl Ives, Yeah, this is the classic. So that's my uh, uh, Holly Jolly Christmas.
1: So Burl Ives, money. Yeah, that
0: one, that one, that one gets me in the spirit for sure. Yep. Um. All right. Go ahead with your. uh, I guess you're on your third.
1: Yep. So I'm gonna go Christmas Canon by Trans Siberian Orchestra. Now, there's also a rock version, but I'll go just the the original version. The rock's good. I'll go original version. I just something about the way the instruments blend. I just that's for me. That's a great background. We're uh communing with the family, fellowshipping in my, my grandma's house. We've got some Trans Siberian orchestra lightly on in the background. It's just, oh.
0: Sets the mood.
1: Sets the mood. It's such a mood setter.
0: That no, that's a great one. We'll give you your fourth one and then I'll I'll wrap up with my uh
1: fifth. Yep. Um hmm. So you know what? Since so you're go you're throwing a lot of a lot of OGs. So I'm gonna throw a new one. Ooh, okay. Um it's a Justin Bieber. And okay, boys the, to men song.
0: Oh, I got the Bieber album.
1: Okay, it's called Falala. La. Now, so Maddie might might love these lyrics. It's called Falala La not- by Justin Bieber and Boys to Men. Super, yeah, lo- great beat, great lyrics, uh, very fun, very, uh, very fun to throw in with a group of friends in the car or
0: something. And so that's acceptable. The the Biebs, the Biebs is acceptable with a group of friends, huh? I think if I, if I threw a Biebs on <laughs> my group of friends, I would never hear the end of it. However, I am a yep. believer. So
1: we are all believers. The, the fever never went away. <laughs> no, <laughs> Temperature still above 100.
0: this um, so- song with uh, um, Chance the Rapper. Yeah. Rainstorm. Oh yeah.
1: So yeah. the interesting thing is in mid when we were in middle school, all my buddies, I think just out of our, our, our vendetta was against Justin Bieber. All the girls were loving Bieber. We're yeah. like, oh no, we can't stand for that. Then the documentary came. The documentary came out, and they were like, eh. Some of us secretly watched it. And then when we were in <laughs> high school and college, it's like now Justin Bieber is cool. Yeah. And I lo- he was on my top five uh, top five artists listened to in 2020 on my my Spotify Wrapped gave me a oh. a, re- a recount or a rerun of all of my artists, and he made the top five.
0: Speaking of off air, you're going to have to tell me how you get that. I, I could never find where's my Spotify for the year. Are so. you?
1: So you're a Spotify. Oh yeah. Cause you, you're a Spotify guy. Oh yeah, for sure. I just, don't know how
0: to get my thing. Yep.
1: Yeah, just, uh, I think you just Google Spotify wrapped and there's a link and it uh, takes you to your Spotify account and it gives you, and then it'll make Spotify will make you a playlist of your top 100 songs of the previous year. So I've been, Ooh. I've been, uh, cranking through shuffling that playlist the past couple of weeks.
0: That'll be interesting to see. All right. I, yeah. I like that. I got, I need to do that. Uh, all right. So my, my final, I, I'm going to do a, it's a, a trio of songs, but okay, when I think of Christmas Eve, going to church, actually in person, which is, which is a nice thing to think about. Yep. Um, and, and the key songs that put me in the, ultimately the, the, the spiritual Christmas spirit, I, I've got to go joy to the world kicking off a, a service so yep. that's always my my favorite that's my favorite christmas song and then throw in heart the herald angel sing yeah absolutely love that song so that's got to be in the mix and then to wrap up the night with silent night hmm. so that's a that's a nice traditional christmas yep. service little candlelight service oh it's the best so good and, and so then i'm ready to go home christmas eve and, and feeling good with those, those three songs. So is there a, maybe a, a church Christmas song that, that does it for you, puts you in the mood?
1: So I've got two songs to shout out here. Okay. So one is a non-church song, and is, it is my, my non-traditional favorite Christmas song. It is called The 12 Days of Christmas by Straight No Chaser. They're an acapella group, and it's a medley. It is the most legendary Christmas medley Acapella of all time.
0: All right, say so, it again. Say it again.
1: It, it's the Twelve Days of Christmas by Straight No Chaser. Wow. So they're an acapella group, and they have a Christmas album, and this medley is phenomenal. It's like they they go from one song to another, like it's like a you're getting lyrically crossed over. You have to always be
0: always be ready. Oh my gosh. This is it. Oh tree yeah on the
1: second day of christmas it's you got right, to give it a listen team. it's there's so good and then i'm gonna i'm gonna have to double down on silent night at christmas service yeah there is nothing like holding a candle silent night it's it's got to be a, a top 10 annual event of yeah. of singing silent night with a candle in church <laughs> just can't be beaten.
0: yeah i'm not sure i'm gonna be able to do that this year so i'm gonna miss i'm gonna miss that we'll so. have to go
1: at we'll have to go home remedy
0: that's right. That's not a bad idea. A
1: DIY Silent like Night a candle.
0: Oh yeah, man! All right, that's a that's a great challenge to all of our unpacking the listeners today. Let's let's bring a little Silent Night with a candlelight to our homes.
1: Yes, and young I'm Maddie in. can be a trailblazer. Maybe uh, post a picture of her or a video holding the candle. That would like that you. would that's be glorious for social media. The,
0: the likelihood of uh, Jody allowing Maddie to hold a <laughs> candle slim to none. Slim to <laughs> none. Slim to none. <laughs> We, we almost had a meltdown this morning as the, uh, the lamp almost fell this morning. Mm. So thankfully the lamp stayed on, but Maddie was going for the lamp. I can only <laughs> imagine what she would do with a candle, <laughs> that was, uh, that was whew, crisis averted this morning. Yes. Um, all right. So those are the songs and I'll run through these real quick. I put together my top five Christmas skips hmm. as much as I love Christmas music. There are some songs that I do not like that. I do not want to hear. And yep. I want to start with, two that it's not that I don't like these lyrics, because I think these lyrics, there, there's some, you know, spiritual side of it that's, that's, that's nice and encouraging. But I just can't get there as far as these songs playing and getting me into the Christmas spirit yep. as, as introspective as maybe they are. And that, of course, is Mary, did you know <laughs> I, I can't do it? And then what child is this? Uh, I, again, they're sweet songs. I, I just can't do it. I'm sorry. I just can't. Are you, are you a fan of either one? Um, I
1: probably have. I tolerate them more than you do. They're, they're, okay. not, they're not in my must-haves. Okay. So I, I would, this, this is a hot take. I'd potentially add joy to the world. To... Oh, all
0: right. We're done here. <laughs> We're done here. Only,
1: only potentially. So here's my thing. It can be done really good, but it can be done really cringy. So if I show up, mm. it's December, it's December 15th and we open with a loud joy to the world.
0: Ah, Too much. Too much. Doing too much.
1: The song itself carries its own weight.
0: Very cheerful, you, upbeat. Yeah.
1: You don't have to make it a, a rocker. I don't, don't, don't need to feel like a concert. Don't need to get uh, a top three vocalist in there. Hey, let's enjoy the song for what it is. Mm. Um, another song I'll answer on behalf of one of my close buddies. He is allergic to Little Drummer Boy.
0: Oh, it's one of my favorites.
1: <laughs> so I, I love it. My, I, I love Little
0: Drummer Boy. I
1: love it. Bum, bum, bum. But <laughs> we would always, he hated it so much. We got him a VCR uh, of Little Drummer Boy and put in, would sneak it into his backpack every year. And then <laughs> we would just wait until he found it. And he would just be so just averse to the idea of him carrying around Little Drummer Boy.
0: Oh, my gosh. That's tremendous. Yeah. That's a great song. Because actually, that's one of those songs that there are a lot of different versions that I can get behind. Yeah. Some, some different styles on that one. That's, that's a great song. Here, here are my last three uh, Christmas skips. And these are based on, I actually don't like the lyrics more than anything. They're weird. I, I just, uh, I can't get, get into it. Mommy Kissing Santa. Hmm. Get it out. Get it out. I don't want it. I don't want to <laughs> hear it. It's weird. I, ah, uh, ugh. And then the other one, <laughs> Santa, baby, is just annoying. Oh, it's annoying. Santa <laughs> yeah, baby. Oh, get it out. And then, baby, it's cold outside.
1: Yes, I'm so glad you brought that up. Oh, if, I, I
0: can't do it. If I'm you sorry. do a,
1: a word lyric study, if you just read the lyrics of that song, it's, it's bad. there is a creep factor. Cringe. Ooh. It, it's <laughs> yeah. Ooh. like the tune itself. Oh yeah, baby. It's cold outside. Great. Yeah, yeah. It's snow. But on, let's the uh, on the surface. On the surface. It's phenomenal. But you, you go one layer lower below the surface and you're starting to think, man, is this what I'm singing? Is this what's in the song? No, yeah. Just, just not sure about it. I'm I'm no. so glad you brought that up.
0: Yep. So those are the ones I'm skipping. Uh, there's probably some, some more, but those are, uh, those are at least the, the top five ones. And, and so let us know. You can email us, Bryce at UnpackingIt.com. Top five Christmas skips, or give us one, uh, that, that you would have. And then also your, your favorite Christmas mood songs that, mm-hmm. that just really get you in the spirit of Christmas, that reminds you maybe even of growing up. W- which, one, uh, which one is that for you? Bryce at UnpackingIt.com. All right, now let's talk movies. So I try to squeeze in as many Christmas movies as possible. Uh, I will say, I don't think this is a Hallmark movie, but the one that we watched this year is called The Christmas Clause or The Christmas Contract. The hmm. Christmas Contract, it's from the, the girl from One Tree Hill, which was a popular <laughs> show when I was in high school. Okay. Uh, do you remember that? I don't know if you're too young, maybe, for that one. Oh, you possibly, that my that favorite, possibly my favorite, possibly oh. my favorite show of all time. Oh, so the blonde girl in that, I can't remember her name, but she's in this, this movie, the Christmas contract. And it's excellent. Did you watch one tree Hill? I had a little high school girlfriend that liked it. And so I watched it at that time. So it,
1: it's on Hulu and some of my buddies, oh, we are all in on one tree Hill. We oh. can't my, so my, for my That's birthday and back in September, uh, my buddy gave me a hoodie from the show like <laughs> Keith Scott's uh, like repair shop. I have a hoodie, oh Keith Scott gosh. repair shop. That's and it's one of the greatest gifts I've ever gotten. But we all oh. and OK, so I've been noticing Hallmark has been it's almost like they're simply just recruiting One Tree Hill characters and bringing them over to be on Hallmark movies. I've oh, seen so maybe
0: it is a Hallmark. movie. I've right? seen
1: five or six One Tree Hill people on Hallmark movies this year. So I don't know. I don't know if, if what was going on there but I'm I loving like it. it. I love a it. Oh, it's decision. great. Absolutely. That's like when they,
0: when they had all the full house girls.
1: Oh, 100%. That was, always,
0: that was always a win. So I, you know, that, that, that you knew that, all right, this would be worth, this is the, this is a worthy Hallmark movie yep. if, if one of the, the wonderful characters from full house, which was one of my favorite shows growing up. Yep. Um, so that was a good movie this year. And then we also, uh, speaking of old shows saved by the bell, Zach Morris, He's in a Christmas movie called the 12 dates of Christmas. Mm. And it's excellent. Highly recommend that one. That was a okay. new one for this year. So those are the fresh ones. Actually, it may not. it's not a new movie. It's an older movie new to me, but as far as the classic movies, I, I've talked about this over the years, but I love Santa Claus, love the polar express, both home alones. I choose mm. home alone two over home alone one, but I've already watched home alone. One home alone. Two is on the docket for tonight. Santa okay. Claus is on the docket for tonight to really kick off uh, Christmas break for us. Um, and then let's see, we've already watched Christmas with the cranks, which is okay. an underrated Christmas movie. Um, and so in a moment, I will share my top five movie quotes for the year. Okay. Last year I did the most underrated <laughs> quotes. These are just five for this year. Some fun ones to, uh, to think about, but you, you had something that you wanted to share today on the podcast, maybe a, a confession about, a Christmas movie you've never seen or, or one that you don't like? What, what is that for, for you to share today?
1: Well, the, the pre-confession is I haven't seen Christmas with the Cranks.
0: but oh, that's a great one. I have, yet,
1: I have yet to see the complete National Lampoon Christmas Vacation.
0: Oh, you're blowing it. You are blowing it. <laughs> I have. Start to finish. Tremendous I, movie. And it hasn't been because I haven't liked
1: it. I just haven't sat down and said, I'm going to watch this movie. I've come in at like friends watching it, I catch a scene, but I've never actually seen the whole movie. Which that that burden is getting heavier and heavier each Christmas because I know I need to see it. And every year people I mean it it's it's seems to be one of the most quotable movies of yes. all time. So
0: it, it absolutely know. is and I I didn't mention that as I was listing off my shit my favorite movies. That's absolutely in my top 5. Love Chevy Chase and they capture like family Christmas and you know, it, people f- coming from out of town, the lights, the the work dynamic, the the you know the family relationships, all of it. It it's fantastic. Um, and so let's let's start. Uh, we'll start with that movie for my top five clips for the year. This is so once you watch the movie, you'll realize that the neighbors in the show, it, kind of an underrated but hilarious aspect of this movie. But um, I'm a huge Seinfeld fan. Oh and yeah. So Elaine is in Christmas Vacation.
1: No way.
0: And here's one of our top five clips from the year. And why is the carpet all wet, Todd? I don't know,
1: Margot. <laughs>
0: and then they look over and they know it's from from the uh, Griswolds. Oh my <laughs> god, I love that. Why is the carpet <coughs> wet, Todd? I don't know, Margot. <laughs> it's so good. So that's a that's a great movie. There is a there is a part of the movie though that is very fast forwardable once you've seen the movie before um because he gets he goes down memory lane and it's a little it's a little slow. Okay. Um so that's that's fast forwardable. Um so all right, the other uh movie that that I like is of course Elf. Yeah. And and so let's go to this scene where He's uh, he's basically apologizing to the the family, and he uh, he says this. I ruined your lives. Harry. I ruined your lives. Harry. And then he says this. This this is the better part of the. Man uh, the crammed eleven cookies into the VCR. <laughs> so for cramming eleven cookies into the VCR, I, I love everything about that that line, and it's underrated, and keeping the VCR alive is, is great. So I, I love that about Christmas movies because they, they remain so much a part of our culture moving forward. And so you, you flash back to these, you know, movies from the early nineties and this one's probably from early two thousands. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I love that. 11 cookies in the VCR.
1: Underrated part of that quote is the number of cookies into the VCR. <laughs> phenomenal, phenomenal. I, we, we, we glaze over that, but that isn't, that is a, just an astronomical uh, number. <laughs>
0: Uh, that's good stuff. Uh, now I've got them playing in the background. Uh, so that's a good one from Elf. So many clips in Elf that are, that are great. Uh, so I was watching Home Alone earlier this year, and I've heard my brother say this line over the years, but I, I, I guess I, it never clicked from where it was from, and so this year it really did for me. So let me set this clip up uh, from Home Alone.
1: Eggs and fabric softener. I got to milk eggs and fabric softener.
0: So it's at the end of the movie, and then No kidding. No kidding. So his dad goes, no kidding. And then no kidding. this is the line. What a funny guy. <laughs> what else did you do while we were away? What a funny guy. <laughs> what a funny guy. What a funny guy. So my brother says it all the time. What a funny guy. It's just such a great subtle line. What a funny guy. Oh, yeah. What a funny guy. So you can use that. You can use that year round. Oh, That's right. What a right. funny guy. What a funny guy. <laughs> I, uh, I used it in my group chat in fantasy the other day. I okay. I I was talking about, but I, I threw that in. Oh, what a funny guy. <laughs> Uh, all right. And then in uh, Santa Claus, hmm. you, uh, we, before air, we, uh, the dynamic between Scott Calvin, who is Santa Claus, Tim Allen, and the new husband <laughs> for you know, the new father, father, stepfather for Charlie, Neil, Neil, uh, the, uh, the dynamic is hilarious. And so little Charlie uh, says this. He
1: doesn't believe in Santa. Yes. He doesn't
0: believe in Santa so Neil doesn't believe in Santa okay so how does Tim Allen respond to that uh, Well Neil's head comes to a point well Neil's head comes to a point <laughs> there are
1: so many right. Scott Calvin Tim Allen rebuttals to Neil that are just phenomenal I think one of my favorite ones is uh, Neil says something about um, uh, him his job and he makes some analysis of Charlie. And, and then uh, Tim Allen just responds, "Well, Neil, that's just thank for that just incredible analysis." Um, and then just all walks right. away. And it's so it's so funny. And then all the all the slights at Neil's sweaters. Hey, nice
0: sweater, Neil! Nice you get that? <laughs> um, uh, and then when the elf comes and they they try to figure out, "Do we make this? Do we make this sweater?" Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, well, what's so funny? I mean, I've been watching. Santa Claus for 20 plus years. Anyway, so, good. so the more you watch it, the more, you know, the, the funnier the lines are, and I'll find myself just saying lines throughout the year. And sometimes I even forget what it's from, but it's because I've seen these movies, these Christmas movies so many times, yep. uh, which is hilarious. So any, uh, any other lines that, that you want to share as we, uh, we wrap up the, the movie. Segment? Yep.
1: So some movies that I am just such a sucker for are the claymation movies from like the oh, 1960s
0: really? I, can't do it. I can't do it i'm sorry
1: <laughs> oh we watched two of them last night they were oh. so good so my favorite one is rudolph the red-nosed reindeer oh. and the best character is a guy named yukon cornelius and he's like an adventurer trying to find silver and gold big red beard, big mustache and he'll throw his pickaxe to just and he'll land in ice and he'll He'll try to lick it and taste it if there's any silver and gold. It's just oh. so funny. And then, yeah, uh, Santa Claus has coming to town. All those claymations are, I mean, they, it just, I think what I love, it, it makes me feel like I'm eight years old again. And I just love them because I grew up watching them. Um, and they're just so good. And, so, and I uh, it sparked me doing some some research. We we're doing some research on the song "Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer," which we haven't talked about yet.
0: Ooh. But it
1: started out as a poem that. in uh, like 1930 in the 1930s, and then it was written for Gene Autry. And Gene Autry made it a famous song. Uh-huh. Uh, but it was originally a, a, like a a retail store uh, wrote, like was trying to sell a book or a story. And then the traction it's gained since the 30s and 40s is just. Is just unbelievable. So it started out <laughs> as a poem, started out as like a children's book, and then Gene uh, Autry uh, made it number one song. So
0: that's a, no, That's a good song. I'm I'm in on that one. I've been singing that one.
1: Um, um, another I the
0: lyrics sometimes.
1: Yeah, another quote. Elf, the four main food groups: candy, candy cane, candy corns, and syrup. The Love best it. part is when he drinks the two-liter soda, and then unleashes the burp of the century. Love and it. me and my buddies, I would try relentlessly to try to mirror that burp never got close but i always you, thought
0: drinking a two liter <laughs> can well, you
1: do it? I, I wouldn't drink a two liter but i would I, i'd probably down half a can of of sprite so my, my mom wouldn't dare let me do a trial and error on trying to drink that with soda oh. for a burp but oh my, gosh. oh my gosh that was a dream of mine to just replicate <laughs> the greatest burp i've ever heard oh the burp heard around it. the world um,
0: that was it's impressive but the problem is it's too computer animated
1: oh i know but it's oh generated. that that burp was just heroic for me um That's and great. then merry christmas a filthy animal from home alone iconic uh, i've I, got the shirt i've yep. got the shirt just absolutely sweatshirt and then underrated i gotta go back to Polar express with the way tom hanks says all aboard! And then his ticket <laughs> clicking ability. Yes, it's so satisfying hearing the clicks and then Little,
0: unbelievable uh, words and it's great. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad for your appreciation of the Polar Express because it oh, really is.
1: It is so wonderful, film. so good. Oh my gosh! And then yeah, especially the red beard guy pulling down on the beard to yep. move the animals off the ice. Oh, so many good scenes in that movie.
0: It, it, it's a beautiful movie all around everything oh, about it. It's, yeah. just, it's just wonderful. And I, I love the book growing up, so mm. I, I appreciate the movie as well. So there you go. Let us know your favorite movie clips as well. You can email me Bryce at unpacking it.com. Maybe you're listening as you're doing some last minute Christmas shopping, but pull over, shoot us an email, Bryce at unpacking com. And even though we, we goofed around a little bit, had some fun talking burps and uh, movie clips and Christmas songs and everything in between, uh, I do want to wrap things up with an encouraging word. And, uh, you know, we celebrate Christmas every year. And I think it's very easy to take things for granted or get tired of the Christmas story or, you know, oh, we've heard it and this and that. And I grew up in the church. And so every year you hear the Christmas story. But I think for us to, to challenge ourselves to, you know, ask God to kind of give us new eyes, new perspective, uh, and help us to, to even find uh, depth that is there, and and find aspects of the story that reveal God's goodness, that reveal His power, that reveal kind of His ability to orchestrate all the details from. The, the prophecy of of what what was to come in the Old Testament to it being fulfilled in the New Testament to to now us being able to experience Jesus in a very real way today and and it it you know it began with with Jesus uh, entering Earth as a baby and and it's you know you think about it you go man that's just the craziest thing and then it hopefully brings us to a point of man God is good and and powerful and awesome and so this year. What hit me in a new way, and maybe you've heard this before, I hadn't, it hadn't hit me in this way before, and I'm so excited to, to share this with you, um, the idea of a manger. Why a manger? Why is that detail important? What does it mean? And sure enough, the word manger actually comes from the Latin word for chew or eat, and, and so I was reading up on it, and, and here's the deal. So mangers were located wherever livestock were kept, places like stables, corrals, or caves. So farmers were sure to keep their mangers well-supplied with fodder at all times so the animals would never go hungry. The cattle can walk up to a manger at any time and then spend long leisure hours chomping away, <laughs> chewing, and slowly rechewing their cud. and And so... Think about that for a minute. So, okay, a manger. So why that word? Why was Jesus placed in a manger? Was it by accident? No way. Because God is God is too much in the details. He's too much in the details of our own lives. Luke and I were even talking about that before we we got on D- dates. God's involved with dates. You know, for for us with Jody and I, we had a miscarriage on a date, and then our baby Maddie was her due date was. The same date two years later and so is that a coincidence no god's in the details of everything and so i I, i trust that god was in the details of a manger and so let's go to to luke chapter two where it says and this will be a sign for you you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger and so that's that was for the shepherds uh so the sign was the manger that's what separated you know there were a lot of babies being born and babies were you know all over the place and that kind of thing but jesus was in a manger that's who they were looking for and and so then maybe you've caught on to the the parallel here but uh as i was reading this is what 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 i read jesus has an infinite storehouse of nourishment available and we can approach him anytime and never go hungry And so, as Jesus said in his own words, when he was here on earth, he said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. And so I was reading the notes on on this as well, and it says, he nourishes people spiritually and satisfies the deep spiritual longings of their souls. In that sense, those who trust in him shall not hunger, that is, their spiritual longing to know God, will be satisfied. So there Jesus is in a manger, in a trough that's normally there for animals to, to feed on and, and, and be nourished and, and all that sort of thing for the animals. And that's what Jesus is for us, for our souls. And, and so um, Jesus also says that I am the living bread that came down from heaven anyone who eats this bread will live forever and this bread which i will offer so the world may live is my flesh and so ultimately what he gave of himself took place on the cross and so it's it's all about the 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 cross and him giving his life for us and so the notes on this verse read the bread jesus gives is his flesh death on a cross jesus is not talking about literal bread but he is the true living bread in the sense that those who believe in him have their spiritual hunger satisfied. He becomes this uh, spiritually satisfying bread by sacrificing his own physical body in his death on the cross. And in that sense, he can say that this spiritual bread is my flesh. Hmm. And, and so, Oh, just to throw in as well uh, in John chapter four, it says, but those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. And so the Holy Spirit you know, dwells within believers. So a person's deepest spiritual longing to know God personally will amazingly be satisfied forever because Jesus died on the cross, rose again, and paid the punishment of, of sin for us. And, and, and we then receive the Holy Spirit to live within us. And, and so the deepest longing of our soul takes place and we become satisfied when we uh, know Jesus, receive Jesus, and understand what He did on the cross, and, and believe in that that power of the uh, the death and resurrection of Jesus, so man, it, the manger is the 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 example of that, a reminder of that. And so, as you you hear the story this year, as you see different nativity scenes, don't look past the manger and and recognize that that Jesus is the bread of life, and He gave His His. He gave his body for us uh, on the cross. Luke, any thoughts on that? What, uh, have you heard that before? Uh, Not in that
1: detail. I think it's so cool that you detail that. Um, One, I just think it's so important to just talk about the gospel is reminding people what the gospel is, who it's about uh, around Christmas, Uh, especially it's easy in Western culture to get caught up in, uh, material things around Christmas, but, you know, really buying into <clears throat> what, what now is almost a cliche. Jesus is the reason for the season, but really buying into that. And I'm such a proponent of hearing the gospel as often as possible, even if it's telling ourselves in the mirror every day what the gospel is. Uh, that's one of my biggest prayers is that God would give me more gratitude, more love, more thankfulness for the gospel every day. Uh, because ultimately that's <clears throat> the truest thing I can ever believe in. Um, but the coolest thing about the manger is it's one of so many connections between the old and new Testament. Like, uh, so I, I took a Yeah. Yeah. And it's so much prophecy and so many connections. I was in my old Testament class uh, this past semester
0: there. It's Luke just is going to seminary.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I just started as a seminary student at Southwestern Seminary in Fort Worth, Texas. Been great. Um, but it, it's just beautiful to learn about the richness and depth of Scripture. It's like even, even Bethlehem itself was prophesied. Uh, the, prof, the prophet Micah in the Old Testament talks about uh, in Micah 5-2, said, but you, Bethlehem, though you were small among the clans of Judah— out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. Like, my gosh, like there are so many connections, prophecies pointing to Christ who fulfills them. And the best way to, to and the read the
0: specific details,
1: the specific details, oh my gosh. Even like Jesus riding in in a donkey's cult, like that, a donkey's cult is prophesied. Like, and and the, you can best read that. The book of the Gospel of Matthew has the greatest emphasis. On uh, Old Testament prophecies being fulfilled, which is really cool, and yeah, it's so cool. The, the Book of Luke is the only is the only Gospel that really details Jesus' birth mm. um, and talks about a manger. But it's so cool. Another cool connection is is Bethlehem uh, was a, a a town that raised a ton of sacrificial lambs. Mm. Uh, sacrificial lambs were were raised in Bethlehem a lot, and you see Jesus is our sacrificial lamb. Uh, it's just it's so cool. And then the, I think my favorite thing about the manger itself is just the humility mm. uh, that it shows in it. And yet another example of the unbelievable humility for Jesus who is God to step out of endless glory, mm. like the greatest glory being in heaven, the right hand of the father steps and becomes human, mm. fully God, fully man like that that is uncomprehendable. If you really think about it, Mm. like it's almost like LeBron playing middle school basketball, like, and then multiply that by eternity, like stepping out of glory of who you are stepping into a broken world to save people who do not deserve to be saved Mm. is it's the only thing we can do is praise. Like that is the only thing we can do is worship and praise in response to that. I, there's nothing. So I, I just love how a manger, it's prophesied, and it also just displays the humility of Jesus. Mm. He didn't come to be praised. He didn't come to be served, uh, but to serve. And, and the manger is just a, yet another example of the humility that uh, Christ has and came to display. So that, I think that's one of my favorite things of, of looking at the birth of Jesus is the God. Literally God was born in a manger. I mean, and laid after birth in a manger. I mean, what God deserves is endlessly greater than that. So yeah, just, it should lead to greater praise. So that's that's my prayer is reading through all this stuff is God, would you just let it lead to greater praise? Cause that that's truly the only thing I can do.
0: That's right. No, I, lo- I love that. And I think, yeah, there's just a number of, uh, symbols or triggers throughout the christmas season that that remind us of god's power love goodness and let's allow those triggers to Mm -hmm. send us to a, a heart of thankfulness and gratitude and praise and worship and and not just sing christmas songs as as traditional songs but so so many of them are rich in in tremendous praise and, yeah. and truth and like joy
1: um, like joy to the world like, There you go. lyrically joy to the world the lord has come that sentence alone is miraculous it's
0: cool yeah, yeah. no it's a it's a, it's a wonderful uh, perspective and yeah come let us adore him you know yeah. and, um you know that's what the shepherds too they they, they went to find the manger so that they they could worship, worship God and, and his power for, for what took place. Um, and, and, and ultimately, yeah, ultimately worship Jesus, uh, even as a baby, which is, that's another thing to kind of think about too, knowing they knew that that was true. They, They knew that this was the savior of the world, uh, that would grow up to be the savior. And man, that's just, yeah. So there's, again, there's so many layers to, to study, to think, to ponder, um, and so today I just, I, I went the direction of the manger and it really encouraged my heart and, and gave me a, a new perspective heading into uh, this kind of final week before Christmas. And so I hope that that was encouragement to, uh, to everybody listening today. would love to know your thoughts, uh, man on Christmas, any of the topics we talked today or the unpacking it podcast overall and any, uh, I don't know, encouragement or, or changes that you'd like to see with the show. Uh, moving forward, we'd love to hear from you. Bryce at unpackingit.com. Well, Luke, thanks for all of your hard work this year as our social media director. And everybody can follow us at Unpacking It on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And, and Luke's the man behind the, uh, the content that, that displays there. So go give him a shout out. Give him some love on social media. But uh, Luke's also getting married in March. So wish him a congratulations on that. And uh enjoy your is this your first Christmas? Did you know her last Christmas? Um, yeah, this will be our first our first Christmas
1: together. Uh, yeah, yeah, this uh this our first wave of holidays together. So that is it's been it's been just so fulfilling. It's it's been amazing.
0: Gosh, that's cool. Well that that'll be fun. So soak it in, enjoy it, and then uh next Christmas you'll be married. So that'll be wow. really cool as well. Yep. And I'll I'll keep you posted on whether or not I run down the stairs with Maddie. Do I race her? <laughs> Do we let her walk down? What do we do? So That's we'll right. Hey, on. if you if
1: you humble her on the staircase, it's just helping her be uh mirror the humility of Christ. So there spirit spiritual tie-ins.
0: That's right. That's right. So man, we'll enjoy the show today. This has been the 2020 Christmas special here on the Unpacking It podcast. As always, I wrap it up by saying I'm Bryce, I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected. And through faith, I have been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. For Luke Heaton, I'm Bryce Johnson. For the entire staff here at Unpacking It, we wish you a Merry Christmas. We will talk to you again in 2021 right here on the Unpacking It podcast.